fighting for freedom wherever there is trouble over land and sea and air. G.I. Joe's there! Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie at our local Regal Cinema and then we talk about it in the parking lot in Matt's Honda Pilot and then we give it to you, the listener, and hopefully that helps you decide, hey, should I see this movie in theaters? I am Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy, and yes... Welcome to the podcast where we are fighting for American freedom in every way possible over land and sea. And air. And air. There you go. Yeah, well, in air, not yes. over air. But I guess if we went to space. Um, so, yes, yeah, we, we saw a, a G.I. Joe-style film tonight called Snake Eyes. Um, it's the origin story of the G.I. Joe character, Snake Eyes. It is called Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. There you go. So, um, yeah, we, we watched this film. We did it in the theater. And um, as far as uh, famous people in this movie, I think Henry Golding is the... Only marginally famous person in it. Yes. But, uh, so the woman who plays Scarlet? Scarlet O'Hara. Yeah, O'Hara. Uh, why does that sound like the woman from Gone with the Wind? What's her name? Her name is Scarlet O'Hara. Okay, so is her Scarlet O'Hare? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, she was in uh, that movie, Ready or Not, which we've seen. Okay. She was also in uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. She was Thea, which was oh. Bill's kid. Gotcha. Um, and just a couple other small things here and there. But I wouldn't say she's like famous, famous, but I don't know. Maybe she's on her way. Maybe. Maybe this will launch her. Maybe. And then that's about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, I will give a shout out to the... One of the random uh, people who kind of train Snake Eyes is the guy from the Raid movies. One of the one of the guys from the Raid movies who is a pretty good action star. He's been in a good amount of stuff too, including Stuber, which we saw. Yes. So, and then that's it. And then that's it. So, little for the most part, a little known cast um, in this one, but. What's it all about? What's it all about, Todd? What's it all about? It is about... Um, so there's this guy, Snake Eyes, who watches his father get killed. As you do. Yeah. You never hear his real name. Um, he grows up as known as Snake Eyes, and he's kind of a... He's kind of a, a loner, um, but he's a good fighter, and he... You know, you start out seeing him as a little kid, and then they flash forward like 20 years or something, and so I guess he's like in his mid to late 20s. Um, I would say like mid to early 30s. Okay. Based off of the, the size of the kid, and yeah. then 20 years later. Fair enough. That's just me, though. Yeah. Everyone can have their own opinion about age. True. <laughs> True. Um... So, so yeah, so we, we follow this, this guy uh, throughout the movie, uh, Snake Eyes, um, and he kind of gets, 
gets recruited by um, the Japanese Yakuza, and uh, they promise him to. They promise to find for him the man who uh, killed his father, which he's devoted his life to finding this guy. So, um, so he get, he joins up with with the Yakuza, and. Um, and then it ends up that, uh, they ask him to murder someone and he's not really down with that. And the guy that they ask him to murder is this, um, is this member of a, a ninja clan in Japan. And so after a lot of fighting and battling and whatever, they escape and, and they go to Japan. He, Snake Eyes is from America or he grew up there, I guess. Kind of hard to tell. Hard, hard to tell where he's really from, but um, so yeah. So so then in Japan, he's kind of in in this ninja guild place and getting some training and like taking some trials to see if he can become a member of that. And then there's also this this uh, still this yakuza presence, and they're interested in. One guy in particular who was thrown out of the Ninja Guild where Snake Eyes is, um, is interested in destroying it and he wants a certain artifact. He wants Snake Eyes to get it and Snake Eyes is kind of playing both sides of it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so eventually, uh, I think I'll reveal that Snake Eyes does steal the gem that this artifact that the the guy's looking for which is like a powerful magical item um, and gives it to the Yakuza and then and then he figure you know they give him the guy who killed his father and he comes to to try and figure out his feelings on all that and then there's more battling and um, it all it all ends up with with a battle for the gem at the end of the movie a big battle. A big battle. As one would say. Yes. There are many battles in this movie. Yes. So, without spoiling things, I think that's as much of the plot as I will reveal. Yeah. So. It's definitely, and we haven't really been able to say this, I think, for the last couple of movies. It's twisty-turny. There are a few twisty-turns. A few. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of this, Todd? Well, I'm going to have to say that uh, if they were banking on this movie to start a whole new G.I. Joe kind of G.I. Joe-verse or plethora of movies, uh, this one, it, it didn't start with a bang. I'll say that, mm. in my opinion. Um, there are, I mean, I think Henry Golding does an okay job uh, besides his British accent coming out at times while he's trying to do an American accent. It was, uh, pretty prevalent at times, but otherwise, like, I think he carries himself. Okay. in in the acting situations and stuff like that, he does pretty okay. I mean, I think everyone does their job in this movie. I don't really feel like there's a blow away performance in this movie. Everyone just kind of is there and doing, um, doing their thing. I was listening on the radio that like critics are saying that the, the, the woman who played the Baroness stole the show. 
and I was like kind of expecting that and then when I watched it I was like yeah she's just kind of there like no stealing the show I don't know if anyone really steals the show honestly in this movie um so there, there there's some fight scenes in this movie that are pretty fighty and good um they are at times pretty CG heavy um not a lot of, I don't think, practical effects are used. Like, when they went into fighting mode, you know, there'd be CG bounced around in there, you know, to kind of superimpose, I think, Henry Golding's face at times onto what's happening. Um, like, there was, like, one scene specifically where he's on a motorcycle and he turns around to look, and his face is so fake to me because it's like they just were, like, putting <laughs> it on there. Um but otherwise, you know, if you if you like fighting and all that kind of stuff, sword fighting, gun fighting, fist fighting, there's some there's some good of that going on. Um, wh- one of the biggest distractors for me from this movie is shaky camera is used a ton, and it's used in just like crazy moments where I'm like, you don't need that. Like we're running, I don't need the camera shaking we're fighting i don't need the camera shaking we're having a conversation i don't need the camera shaking like they really relied pretty heavily on the shaky camera anytime something got suspenseful it's like the camera starts to shake and i just don't like to me and i'm trying not to like i I, obviously i don't make movies so i don't know all the ins and outs of movie making and fight choreography but to me, when you rely so heavily on that, you're trying to distract the audience because maybe your fight scenes aren't as good as you want them to be. Um, and I think that is very much part of this movie. And for a movie that's about Snake Eyes, fighting scenes need to, need to be top-notch because that... I don't know how many uh, G.I. Joe fans are out there, but that's all Snake Eyes is to me. is like the fighter, the sword guy, who sometimes uses a gun and stuff like that and doesn't talk. Um, so, you know, obviously he's got an origin that, you know, kind of started loosely with the show and then comics and stuff like that. They kind of attempt to do a whole new thing here. So if, if you're expecting like a very traditional Snake Eyes origin story, it's really not. So I don't know how many people still care about that kind of stuff in this day and age of G.I. Joe, but it seems like anytime someone plays with origins for beloved 80s cartoons people can kind of be upset about it. So I'm just putting that out there, that if you're a big G.I. Joe fan and you go see this movie, it's not what you're expecting, I don't think. <laughs> like, it's kind of... They, they, they tweak it and mess with it, I think, from what I remember. So, but, you know, going back to the shaky camera, it's just not... It's, like, it was so distracting to me at times. It was, and it was like, just stop it. Stop it. I'm going to throw up. Just stop, stop doing it. So, um... I'll say this, a big plus of this movie is the plot. Like, I was really expecting... And it is... There's times where it's paint-by-numbers of a vengeance story and a, um, a, you know, finding the goodness in someone's story. Like, I mean, there's there's paint-by-numbers parts to it for sure, but the twisty turns, I was not expecting. I was expecting this to be very straightforward... And that was a pleasant surprise, I think. Like, the fact that uh, there's just a lot going on, and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't so straightforward. I like where we're going with this. Like, so, um, that was enjoyable to me. 
But I just think, you know, they obviously meant this to start something, and they certainly implied heavily that they want to do a Snake Eyes sequel. That's probably has nothing to do with Joe's. They just want to do a Snake Eyes sequel. So I just don't think it was as great as it needed to be if you're going to start something big. Thinking about, like, Iron Man 1 or something that kicked off the Marvel Universe. It's like, you know, that was a, like great movie that started everything off on a high tempo and this movie is just kind of like it's there and it's a movie and it has snake eyes in it so let's call it snake eyes but it's also like i don't know if this gets me super excited about the next movie or what's coming next i mean i am a fan of gi joe and i didn't absolutely hate the gi joe movies that they've already done so i was like you know kind of looking forward to getting back into this i think there's a place for it in today's society but it just didn't start with a bang. And can they recover from this? I think they can, but they're going to need a ton of effort in the second one. It can't just be like, here we go, Snake Eyes 2, let's just do it all again. <laughs> like, it needs to be something truly special. And, I mean, it's so heavily Snake Eyes, but we had to throw in G.I. Joe stuff. There's the Baroness that I meant, what we already mentioned. There's Scarlet is in there with her little... Uh, crossbow shooters, which is a callback to the... Someone even says Yojo at some point, which is, you know, just slid in there. And, uh, yeah, I don't... If you're a huge fan of G.I. Joe, I guess come see this movie. If you're a fan of fights and, and kind of big fight scenes that you want to see on the big screen, sure, this is right up your alley. Um... But as far as, like, do I really feel like I can put my stamp of approval and say, hey, go see this movie in theaters? Unfortunately, I don't think I can. I think you can wait for it for streaming. Unless you really want to see it, then go for it. Let me know how you think, because I'm curious. And I think that's where I'm going to end it. Matt, okay, were well, you a G.I. Joe fan at all? Uh, you know, not, not really. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was aware of G.I. Joe growing up and, and, you know, some of the different characters and stuff like that. Uh, when my kids were little, they had a couple DVDs that we watched a lot of. Oh, okay. So, saw some, some classic G.I. Joe stuff. A lot of, a lot of laser blasts and... Absolutely. People parachuting out of planes that were blowing up and stuff like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. You probably described more than half of the half of the episodes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably ninety percent of the episodes, honestly. Um, so, so in that way, I do have a little bit of of sort of the feel of GI Joe, and um, there was a little bit of of that in this movie. I think um, the idea of a magical gem power source that that Cobra is interested in getting getting their hands on and. Um, there's, there's a battle for, uh, that, that part rings true as like a sure. G.I. Joe, uh, trope. Um, I, uh, I, but, but aside from that, it felt more to me like kind of an action movie, uh, kind of a, mm, action martial arts yeah. type, type movie. Most of the movie takes place in Japan, and there's there's a a lot of sort of traditional, I won't say traditional Japanese, but I'll say traditional Japanese martial arts stuff that kind of goes on with with the the fighting and and uh, you know clans of ninjas and and lots and lots of swords. Yeah. Um, 
which I feel like are less prevalent in uh, modern Japanese society than they're portrayed in movies like this. Um, but, you know, there probably aren't clans of ninjas either in Japan right. anymore. Uh, have you been to Japan? I haven't. I mean, but, you don't know. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking about probabilities here, Todd. <laughs> the probability is there are very few ninja clans. Well, maybe they just don't want to be known to the world. Well, fair point. <laughs> Okay. There are there are very few outspoken ninja there you clans. Go. <laughs> They're not big in the tourism of the right. temples. They're not recruiting heavily. Um, so, I, I think as an as an action martial arts type movie, I thought it was okay from a story perspective, but I share some of your concerns about the fight scenes. Um, you mentioned the shaky camera, and I'll mention something else, which is many of the fight scenes are very are shot very dark. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of lighting, <laughs> so you can't really see people's faces, and you... At points, I had a hard time picking the, like, wait, who is fighting right now yeah. uh, out, of, out of the crowd? Do I know this person, or is this just a henchman who's going get, to get their teeth knocked out in a second? Um... So I, that's a negative for me in a movie that's that's based a lot around fighting. I, I feel like, you know, have a steadier camera, have some some lighting. Uh, you know, it doesn't. If that's going to be your signature piece for the movie, the fight scenes, then you need to light them well and you need to let us see them. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that falls into the, like that they were not confident in what they were doing so it's like shaky cam low lights like all the stuff yeah. to, to basically hide the fact that you know henry golding or you know the other people aren't really doing these scenes all the time like right which is i mean honestly in this day and age with your john wicks and action movies coming so far in that aspect it's a step back like yeah you know the bar has been risen and it's not just on like there's plenty of other movies that have had stellar action scenes like that but the bar is so high now because you see what you know if they really put the money into that kind of stuff instead of cgi and stuff like that what great action scenes you can see and you know this is more you know it's pg-13 they didn't want to go like super dark because they want kids to get into it but honestly like at this point the, the only people who know gi joe really i think are the older people i mean i'm sure kids still know them or they have heard them but they didn't grow up with it or whatever so right it's why i think like the problem with these 80s cartoons remakes is that you know at this point the people who truly love them are so grown up that you got to cater that towards them, right. not the kids. Like because they're, they're into their own stuff. They want their they want their SpongeBob's and they want their other stuff. And there's no room for GI Joe for them. Yeah, there's room for GI Joe in my heart, though. Well, that's good. So, yeah, I think um, I think it is a fine action movie i did like the twisty turns in the plot um but the fight scenes left a little bit to be desired so uh i'm gonna say yes if you like gi joe especially if you're in that you know 30s 40s age group and you you grew up on it um yeah sure 
ha have a look at it. Yes, there's always the they messed with the origin, uh, sto the actual origin story of Snake Eyes. Okay, I am not really aware of that as a only a nominal uh, GI Joe fan, so that's okay with me. <laughs> like this new origin story seemed fine, um, but I I get it if it's if it's uh, you know if you're a huge Snake Eyes fan and you were hoping for his real origin story, well, whatever that is. Um, you might be disappointed, but, but you know, I, I'd say if you're looking for something kind of fun, action-y to watch, sure, fine. Yeah, I agree with you, Todd. Don't need to see at the theater. Um, this is not a great action movie, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's what I'll say. It's fine. So, Matt, um, how many... Um, Giant Anacondas would you give this movie? Which uh, Giant Anacondas does come into play. We won't go into complete detail about it, but they certainly come into play. Obviously, five being the best because then you have five giant anacondas and zero being the worst because then you have none. So, right. You're always looking for giant anacondas. Yeah. Um, well, there are three featured in this movie. Um, so it would be natural for me to give it three giant anacondas, but I'm not going to do that because I don't think it quite makes it to three giant anacondas. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say this is a pretty average, there's some high points, but some low points, pretty average. I, I'll give you a, a notch above average. I'll give you 2.6 giant anacondas. Um, and the point one above average is I'm giving you for the one F bomb that got dropped in this movie because <laughs> you get one and you're PG 13 and you can stay a PG 13. If yeah. you have two, you go up to R. Mm. That's a little, that's a little movie magical fact for you about you ratings. Go. Um, but the, the, the F bomb that is dropped is such a throwaway <laughs> line <laughs> that I was almost like, wait, did she just say that? Because uh. um, they seem, they're so careful with everything else in this movie to keep it in the PG 13. Like, there's no blood. They're stabbing, but there's yeah. no blood at all. Um, but anyway, so. A lot, a lot of sword cuts with no blood happening. <laughs> right, right. So uh. that's where I'll end up with uh, 2.6. Giant anacondas out of five. Well, um, I'm going to land on a little bit below average, even though I dug the plot. Um, but like I said, action scenes and stuff like that have just been so stellar nowadays that, you know, I think we've moved past a little bit of like the, oh, we got a star for this movie who's not inclined for that kind of stuff and we got to make for make up for it in other ways. I mean like if Bob Odenkirk can be nobody and and do that stuff and it had be like really good, then I think anyone can. <laughs> like and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not trying to trivialize that or anything like that, but so I'm at like a 2.3 um, in the immortal words of Sir Mixlot, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns on. So 
I don't know how, how that applies to Snake Eyes in this movie, but it seems like I was. If you think I was going to waste an opportunity to drop that line while talking about Anacondas, you're crazy. Yeah. Well, I almost I almost went that direction myself with my own score, um, but it, but I did not. So I'm glad that you did. Yeah. You did throw in. I'm not going to leave that on the floor. Baby's got back. I'm going to dust it off and put it right on the shelf. Yes. Proud display. Good. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe origin story. Um, and we gave it an average rating of 2.45. Just under. Just under. Under the average mark. Average mark. Uh, 2.45 giant anacondas out of 5. So. Whoops. Yeah. We <laughs> we we say uh, eh, you could probably skip it, but if you're looking for something actiony and you don't have anything else on the plate, I guess you can go here. That's my tepid my tepid response. I mean that that being said, I do want them to do more of this, but they should listen to our podcast and take those critiques that we gave. That's right. Take our notes. Fix it. Yeah. Great. Obviously, we represent the public. We, um, we've got our, our our thumbs on the pulse. We have of society. We have we have a public trust to <laughs> to deliver these uh, gut reactions and critiques of all films that yeah. we see. It so. goes never leave on the table. Sir Mixlot reference. Mm-hmm. Represent the people for movies. Right. That's the list of what we do. Yeah, and less is more. And less is more. Yeah, that's got to be number three. Yeah. So, thank you, listeners, for listening to this podcast. Please continue listening. We will continue making them. And we'll see you next time. Da-da-da-da. Da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.